0: Hi everyone, I'm Ari here with Rachel and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. This week we are on episode 151 and we're asking why do we fail at making writing a habit? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already and if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. Okay, so habits are a settled routine of behaviours that are repeated regularly. Easier said than done, let's be honest. Some things become habit pretty easy. Eating lunch at the same day, as long as there aren't any external obstacles messing it up that's definitely easier than say going to the gym three times a week or running every day when it's raining and writing is meant to be this fun pastime that we tell ourselves it's fun very fun and it's supposed to be something we love right 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 you know we sink into our worlds we visit our characters we get caught up in the intrigue and the mystery but just because we enjoy something doesn't mean it's gonna be an easy habit to create it's just not automatically a thing it
1: should be but it isn't I think one of the biggest issues when it comes to making a habit out of writing is procrastination, which we did just talk about in episode 149. So if you haven't listened to that, go do so. It's full with just wonderful Ari and Rachel knowledge. I think the procrastination is caused by overwhelm because when we sit down to write a book, most people, especially if you've never written anything in your life before, most people think that when you sit down to write a book, you sit, you write, boom! It's a story, whatever. And then when you realize the amount of work that goes into it, the actual writing and rewriting, editing, revising, proofreading, talking to beta readers, talking to editors, getting a book cover designer and finding a publisher or figuring out how to self publish, branding, marketing, all that fun stuff, we sit there and we wonder, why is there no instant gratification? I sat down, I did the thing, where is my reward? And I think that's kind of one of the biggest reasons why writing is. Hard to make a habit out of because I know from personal experience, I have sometimes sat down to work on my book and I've looked at the actual story. I've seen how much of it I've written or how little of it I've written, and I get overwhelmed because I'm just like, I'm never going to finish this. It's going to take me so long to finish this first draft. And then I got to go through at least like three rounds of edits. And then I got to figure out where to get an editor. I got to figure out this, got to figure out that. And then all these thoughts go spiraling down in your mind and you just kind of sit there and think about writing rather than actually making any progress on it. I don't know if that's it for everybody, but for me, when it comes to trying to make a habit out of writing, I will sometimes do really well with a habit, like writing every day, writing every other day. But then I eventually just get overwhelmed by the actual project and all the things that come with it. And then I stall and I stop. And that's actually another thing. I feel like a lot of people, the main writing advice that I used to always get when I first started writing was, you need to write every single day. You don't need to write every single day. You got to give your brain a break. And a habit is not something that happens every single day. Certain things, yes. You know, if that's what you want and that's what you strive for. But the actual act of writing, that's a lot of brain power. It's a lot of thought process that shouldn't need to be in every single day. If you could do it every single day, more power to you. But for the most part, if you can aim just to write like three to four days a week, that's a habit. It does not need to be a daily occurrence. Even if it's just once a week, that is a habit. So you kind of need to work out your own schedule. You need to push through that overwhelm and take it in bite sized chunks to help yourself form a writing habit.
0: I think you're right. People hear a writing habit and think, oh, I've got to hit this many word count a day or this much word count a week. You know, I have to write every day. And it doesn't. It could be like the gym where you go three times a week, <laughs> says me who doesn't go to the gym. But it's like even professional writers, they treat it like a job, as in they come to their desk at whatever time. I'm not going to say nine to five, because let's be honest, a lot of them are like, I'm coming at 5 a.m. because they're weird. But a lot of them do that, but then they don't work at the weekend because it's like a job and then they spend time with their families. Whereas a lot of writers who aren't published or aren't doing, or, you know, are not professional, they're like, oh my God, I've got to write every day of the whole year. And it's like, you don't actually have to. And if you miss a day, it can totally derail you. And just moving on from the point where you said, like the instant gratification, because I, I think especially nowadays, I think the instant gratification need has become so much more intense. We we just we need it all the time. Our focus is short. Our attention is short. We just want instant gratification and we often think that writing is a very linear process you know like uh, learning the piano you learn the chords then you move on to simple pieces this is me trying to remember how i learned the piano and then you know more complicated pieces and then you start doing exams and whatever or starting a business or starting an exercise routine but it's not always like that you know it's not this linear process because there's so many pieces to it and you've got to try and fit it into your life that's important And also, we can get disheartened with results or lack of results. That's something that can happen and it can really make you disheartened. So let me take business for an example. If you start running a business and you are at the very beginning, you're working on your SEO or you're creating a website, it can take time to get your website pages crawled by the, you know, the internet spiders and indexed. In which case, you aren't going to get shown on searches very often. And if you don't keep your website updated and like fresh content, you know, you drop down the, the ranking. If you don't know that, it can be really disheartening putting all this effort into blogging and websites and then watching nobody visit. So you can suddenly think, well, I was I was blogging every week, building the business or whatever, and nobody's visiting your blog because you didn't know that it takes time and then you quit. Or you've got the other way around where if you're lifting weights, something else I don't do. <laughs> I'm just using all these examples that I have no connection to. If you're lifting weights, you can actually increase muscle and strength really fast at the beginning. It's apparently called newbie gains. And then as you continue it starts to plateau and so say you were jumping from higher weights to higher weights at the beginning you'll reach a level and then suddenly it sort of plateaus and it takes a lot longer to get bigger gains and that's something else if you saw instant results really quickly and then they start tapering off and flattening out that can be disheartening you know maybe you got a load of followers maybe you got a load of people interested in your book or joining your newsletter right at the beginning and then it slows down or let's be honest we're talking about writing here aren't we all that energy at the beginning when all your ideas are churning and you're like yes I know what I'm doing and then it plateaus and you start getting the sagging middle and you start having to fix the plot holes and all that and suddenly that habit you were cultivating really well starts dropping off and you're just like, because when you come into your desk to sit down and do your writing, instead of being like, oh, I've got this really juicy scene, I've got this really cool dialogue that I just, I can't wait to write this like argument between the main characters or something. You've done that now. And now it's the more boring bit where you've got to flesh out your descriptions and you've got to tie scenes together and you've got to make sure that the beginning of the chapter strong and it's not all way brilliant and exciting some of it is like have I used the word strong too many times in this sentence can I think of another word for humble You know, and then suddenly you're spending way too much time on the thesaurus website because you're stuck in these little loops and then you get bored of checking for words like felt or saw you know those um Tell don't show words, and that that's another way of your habit drops off because it's just you don't have the excitement that comes with that early passion for the story after you've read it like 40,000 times you can start to get a bit annoying. as I'm
1: saying this I'm just like wow massive epiphany. No, I'm gonna, okay, everything that you just said is absolutely right, especially like when you talk about like the newbie games and stuff. I think one of the bigger issues is that nobody knows what a habit is. Because when you're when you're writing, and you need to actually write that first draft your writing habits and your writing schedule is going to look vastly different from when you're actually editing. Because it may take you a faster time to write a chapter than it is going to be to edit that chapter. So that's the other thing too. It's difficult to make habits because we don't realize how flexible we need to be when we create these habits. It's not just us creating a habit and writing three days a week. We need to teach ourselves, okay, this is going to be my habit for X amount of time. But when this stage of the writing process is over, I'm going to need to reconfigure this and figure something out. And you're basically like starting at square one again. And the other thing is, in terms of people not understanding what a habit is, people don't understand their own habits. When you go on the internet, when you go on social media, you go on author websites, you will see thousands of articles of writers being, like this is how i write my books step by step this is the way i outline this is the way i edit this is what i do that i wake up at the ass crack of dawn and you know i work better in the mornings Blah, blah 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 if you wake up at the ass crack of dawn then you too will be a successful writer no you won't if you're not a morning person you're not gonna write anything in the morning i am a morning person so yes that actually does work for me but it doesn't work for me every single day there are some mornings where I wake up and I look at my writing and I'm like, ew, I wrote this yesterday? No, it doesn't always work that way. And I think when people try to form habits, they try to form other people's habits because they look at the success of that writer and they say, oh, well, they do things this way, this way, and that way. Let me try it. And if it works, great. You know what, it actually might work out for you and that's awesome, but it may not last nearly as long. You may get sick of it after a while. You may get burned out or it may not work at all in the first place. In which case, then you're gonna get discouraged. And then you're gonna take a step back and you're gonna be like, meh, meh, I'm not a writer. I can't be a writer, this sucks. Yeah, you can certainly have those feelings. I've had those feelings. We've all had those feelings. But then you need to get yourself out of those feelings and you need to take a look at, okay, well, why didn't this specific habit work for me? And what can I do to make a change to make it work for me? What you said about doing somebody else's habits. Oh my God. I have to admit when I
0: was younger, I did that way too often. One of my favorite writers, he would write all day and then he would stop. He would print the pages out. He would edit them. And then just leave them down. And then the next day, the first thing he would do is he would get the pages and he would put the edits back onto the computer. And while he was doing that, he was reading through it. So it kind of refreshed him. And then he started again with the next scene. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. That sounds great. But my brain doesn't work that. All I did was I just edited and edited and edited and edited over and over again. and got obsessed and didn't move on properly. It's like these people say, oh, just stop in the middle of a sentence. Then you'll know how to finish. No, I won't. That sentence is now gone Whew, into the ether, never to be finished again. So yeah, I do think. It is too easy, especially now, especially now that social media is just like a bombard with, look what everybody else does. It is hard to think, well, yeah, I'll just come up with my own. And I think for habits, I think it's best to try. Different things because I've seen people go, oh yeah, I, 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 you know, I've given myself like four hours and I got almost nothing written. It's like, yeah, I've done that, but if I give myself one hour or half an hour, I can do more than what I can do in four hours, depending on when I start. If I start in the mornings or if I start by one p.m. nowadays. And I give myself half an hour, I guarantee I will write better than if I gave myself four hours starting at 4pm. I just, it's just no, because I'm too tired. My brain's kind of like shutting down by about four these days. It doesn't help. Same if I woke up at five in the morning. It would take the gears a lot longer to grind into gear, into going. And I wouldn't get much done if I had love from 5am to like midday. It's like, no, about midday and I might start. And then I'd probably do really well and I would have wasted all, that, all the time. So you have to work with your own personal schedule, your own energy schedule. It's not just personal schedule. It's not just your, well, I work at this time and this time. I mean, obviously that's effective. If you have kids, if you have a job, you know, if you have like, I have to be at work at like half eight till half six, you can't be like, well, I'm going to write it. A- Half eight. Well, you could if you're at the office and do it sneakily. But you should definitely work out when your energy level is and when your brain <laughs> brain think well. <laughs> your best, not the best time for your brain to kind of kick in because like we all have this you know the attention is really high and I think they did studies where it said like for like 45 minutes that's when you're supposed to do deep work you get like 45 good minutes of deep work and then it can peter off and that's when you should take a break and go get a coffee or a cup of tea and then come back Whereas you get some people like piling through and that's fine if it works and you can just charge through brilliant but if you're like forcing yourself to keep writing and your poor little brain's like Could we have a break you're not doing yourself any favors and I think sometimes that happens because People are following other people's habits and not finding what works for them. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's hard to to do a habit. And also, change. Life happens. You know, your writing schedule from when you were 20 is going to be totally different than when you were 40 or 60 or 32. I don't know. But it's like, as things happen, as things change in your life, there will be changes. It might be that, you you know, in your 20s, you've got plenty of time. And I have no idea. I can't remember my 20s. (laughs) Maybe you have all the energy and you've just got more time and then, you know, maybe you start having kids, if you have kids, and suddenly you have a lot less time or you're sort of, you know, you're moving out, you're getting houses or you're renting a place and you've got all the move and suddenly you have a lot more things to do. (laughs) But yeah, just, it does change. It does change and you have to be willing to change with it and not just kind of like, well, this was my habit all those years ago and it worked. It's like, it doesn't work like that. You have to be willing to amend with it, so...
1: No, you're absolutely right. You really do need to be flexible with it. And I like how you mentioned that you need to consider your energy schedule, not even your energy levels, your energy schedule, because you're absolutely right. I am a morning person. I am the most productive in the morning. But by like, I don't know, 2 p.m., I'm done. I am checked out. And even though there's still like half the day left, mm -mm, absolutely not. No, don't expect me to do anything because I won't do it. There are some days where I will get a burst of energy and yeah, I can work through the afternoon, but nine times out of 10, no, no, no. From like 6 a.m. until about like 2 p.m. That is my prime time. And, but I do want to like say in, in regards to working with your energy schedule, you can actually condition yourself. If there's something that's standing in your way from like creating an actual writing schedule or writing habit, you can condition yourself because that's exactly what I did. I used to be a teacher, so I would have to get ready for work at 7 a.m. And then I would babysit after school. So I wouldn't get home until between 5 and 6 p.m. And then it would be dinner time. I'd be exhausted. I'd have to shower. And don't ask me to write at night. Forget it. That's just not even, that's not on the table. We're not even considering that. Uh, So what I would do was wake myself up two hours earlier than when I needed to for work. And I would try to get something done. Whether it was, you know, just writing a couple of paragraphs of my novel, whether it was writing a blog article, um, I would just try to get some sort of writing done. And then over time, I kind of, I turned myself into a morning person. I was never one to sleep in super late anyway, so I think it was easier for me, but I turned myself into an even earlier bird. So yeah, you got to play around with your schedule and I don't know if I can necessarily recommend conditioning yourself to writing at the same time every single day because maybe that doesn't work for you, but it did work for me. And sometimes, sometimes you need to play around because we all have the same amount of time in the day. We all have 24 hours or like 14, whatever, because we're supposed to be sleeping for half of that. But yeah, you just got to play around with your energy schedule, your like real life schedule but if you can squeeze in a little something, little writing, you can do that too. Yeah, I'm going to turn that on its head now and say another reason why it can be difficult for us to form writing habits is because we don't actually take writing seriously enough. And when I say that, I'm not saying that if you don't condition yourself to wake up at the crack of dawn, that doesn't mean you're not taking your writing seriously. What I mean by that, there's always something else that takes priority over your writing. What I mean by that is if you don't have any books published or writing isn't your everyday job and you're not making money from it, then other things are going to take priority. Your job, you know, the thing that will actually pay your bills has to take priority. If you have kids, that's going to take priority because, you know, they kind of need to eat food like breakfast and get off to school and all that fun stuff. So I, when I say that we don't take our writing seriously enough, I'm not necessarily saying that we don't care about it. I'm just saying that it's kind of hard to fit it in because we have other things going on in life if writing is your job and you are making money off of it then yeah that's probably going to be a little higher on the priority list but the other thing is many people don't see writing as a job or a career so we're often told that we can't or we shouldn't take writing seriously you know i mean people who don't come from supportive of family or they don't have very supportive friends they may look at you and be like, "Oh, you want you want to write books for a living? How are you going to pay your bills?" And you know what? And to a certain extent, yeah, they're kind of right. How are you going to pay your bills unless you're a best-selling author? It's going to be difficult to pay your bills. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try it, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't pursue it. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why it's hard for us to make writing a habit is because either we don't see it going any farther than like the basic writing process of like writing and editing. And we have a hard time like seeing the future of our book, or maybe we just don't have the support that we need to help us get through this writing project.
0: Yeah, I think that makes so much sense because if you have people who who don't really think about your writing as as important or even the fact that, as you said, we hear it all the time. If you're a creative, it's like, you know, you can't make a real job out of that or you're wasting your time doing that. It's like, how's the little book coming? You often get this kind of negative association of you're just wasting your time or when are you going to get a real job and all this? And it gets in. I don't care what anyone says. It gets in. And then it becomes harder for you to think i'm going to prioritize my writing because there's all this thing that's like oh, wow i'm going to prioritize that over this over this more important thing and suddenly everything seems more important it's not not everything some of it might be you know if your kids need you picking up from school go pick them up from school that's probably important but i have done that i have i have it in my head You know, the voice in my head that's like wow you you didn't help someone move house because you would prioritize your writing. Forget the fact that I moved that person several times because they kept moving, but you know, it's like, and then I feel bad. It's like, wow, I should have helped. Why? They had several other people. Did they really need me? But it doesn't matter. You get it in your head and then you start thinking, wow, I shouldn't be prioritizing my writing over things like this. It's much more important to be putting other people's feelings first, putting other people's thoughts first. You know, if someone wants your assistance or if someone needs your time, it might be easy saying, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do that today. I'm working. I'm doing this. But with writing, unless, as you said, it's a job, it is harder to defend and say, actually, I've planned to do writing or even even just saying, no, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Because sometimes you get people go, why? What are you doing? Which is rude. Rude, people. Or even if they don't, there is that part, especially with some of us, you feel guilty for saying no, especially for your writing. It's almost like, well, you know, that's something I'm enjoying. I shouldn't really be here enjoying myself when somebody might need something i'm not talking the you know they've broken down they need to go and help them that's an emergency of course but if it's something that's not an emergency and it could wait or you could reschedule yeah it is i i I admit i I do find that uh i have the voice in my head that tells me i should not be prioritizing my writing over almost anything and it's hard to teach yourself that it's okay to prioritize your writing to schedule it into your life and defend it but yeah it is (laughs) it is hard Feel like this is a therapy session right now. I know,
1: right? But it, I mean, it's true though. It's it's very discouraging when people are like, oh, you want to be a writer? Or you get the opposite and they're like, oh, you want to be a writer? That's cool. You're going to make millions because they don't realize, the, they don't understand the industry at all. So then you're just, I mean, rega- it's awkward either way. You're just kind of staring there and you're just like, yeah. And then people are like, well, what's your book about? That's a whole other can of worms that we're not going to discuss right now, which I think we actually already did discuss in another episode now that I think about it. I'm
0: just going to add the person coming up being all like, oh, my God, you write a book. They're usually the one that won't buy it either. Yeah, exactly. So- <laughs> You know, but we'll just we'll skip right past that one too. Okay, but they'll have
1: no trouble telling everybody that they know that they know an author.
0: Oh yes, yes. Oh, Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to make a whole episode about that.
1: I know. Yeah. We love people, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> okay,
0: with that, we'll turn it over to you guys. Have you managed to make writing a habit or not? Do let us know your answers in the comments so we can chat about it. Remember, we release new episodes every Wednesday. Next week, we'll be discussing terms you should know in the writing industry. To ensure you don't miss it, hit the subscribe button on your way out. And as always, thanks for listening to the Mirror Writer Podcast. See you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Writing Distractions. We're stalling on our wit. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0. Thank you.